Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. This episode is brought to you by bookkeepingforlandscaping.com. Hey, if you're a landscaper and you've been thinking of how do you spend more time on actually honing your craft and less time on all the other things that frankly sometimes feel like a waste of time, bookkeeping, financials, payroll, all the paperwork that drives you crazy when really at the end of the day, you just want to focus on what you do best. That's why I love what Steve Lay is doing over at bookkeepingforlandscaping.com. He's somebody who deeply understands financials, and more importantly, he's someone who understands the landscaping business. If you're somebody who's been thinking about offloading that part of your business so that you can actually focus on growing your business, Steve is the guy for you to call. I want to give you a special discount. Check out bookkeepingforlandscaping.com slash good advice and schedule a consultation with Steve and he'll get you taken care of. Having said that, enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. This is episode number 300 of the show. My wife doing jazz hands. <laughs> it's sign language for clapping. Oh, okay. <laughs> glitter guy. <Yay. laughs> We've been watching only birders in the building. And so we got, I got the glitter motion down, but, uh, for all of you listening, welcome to the show today. This is a special milestone. We're recording our 300th episode. Good job, babe. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and my beautiful wife, in case you're wondering who the voice is, um, this is my beautiful wife, Joy, who has been on the show several times. And in fact, you had a solo episode that, or an interview episode that was one of the most downloaded episodes. Oh, I was like, I did a solo. <laughs> I did it in my sleep. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. But one of the most downloaded episodes on the podcast, which is really fun. Yeah. Uh, apparently, people prefer you to me. I don't that's, know about that. I can't blame them though. You're much prettier than me. Oh, so, well, thank you. Um, but yeah, we're celebrating 300 episodes. Uh, I thought what we do. I feel like I have to bring you on anytime there's like a special milestone. That's and not me being like. When am I coming? Yeah. No, no, no. It's definitely me being like, oh, yeah, you got to join me on the show. This is a very special time, though, because both of our kids are asleep. Yeah, it's rare. So we're counting down until yeah. we hear the cries again. And I and I guess you can stay as long as you want to stay, because I know you said you had some things you wanted to do. Yeah. But... I kind of actually asked. I was like, please sit down with me to, <laughs> to do this, because um, I know you getting some respite. It's nice when both kids are asleep and you can actually breathe. So. It's okay. This is, I like being in here with you. Well, it's thank you for fun. that. Um, but yeah, so I thought what we'd do is we'd kind of talk, kind of update on the business, update on the podcast. Uh, not much else to say other than just maybe kind of talk a little bit about our journeys. So you have a business. Thank uh, you. Culture Connection. Yes. And we've talked a little bit about business ownership. Maybe like a good way, place to start would be like for the listeners so we're coming up on five years of the podcast. We'll have like a special, like maybe five years episode soon. But with the 300th episode, I guess what's what's changed in the last five years is we've had two kids. Yeah. 
there's been a massive pandemic. pandemic. We've moved. We've moved. Yeah, we sold our house, right? Um, yeah. But definitely, I feel like the kids one is like the biggest. For sure. Out of all of those. I mean, pandemic's a big deal. But having two kids and not having kids is also a big deal. Yeah, it's definitely, life is definitely very different. We had some friends who visited and they had like, I think they have four kids, the Blackfords. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was and before we had kids. Before we had kids. Yeah, they visited, they were staying here um, and they have four kids and the kids had maybe they were winding down and um, one of our friends looked at us and they were like, kind of like looking at how like, hey, we don't have any kids and they were like, so what do y'all do? do <laughs> what do y'all do we were like what are you talking about what do we do we we i don't know get coffee and hang out and it's great and now that we have kids we like totally understand that line of thinking of yeah it's it's pretty wild yeah so and your business is still going so still congrats. in business yeah still in business yeah i don't know if it says a lot in the sense of like it's this amazing business i maybe i'm too stubborn to I don't know. Yeah. It's, I think a lot of people do this when negative things happen versus positive things, you replay the negative. I think mm -hmm. we've even talked about this before. Probably. But whenever good things happen, like you get like you get a good sale or like you get a lot of encouragement or whatever, um, I, you tend to not celebrate yourself as much as when something is not happening the way you want, you tend to replay that over again. So you should you be proud like a, of yourself. A, are you saying a general you, like we as people or me specifically? G well, sorry, generally, yes. Okay. Um, that's what that's where I was but also. <laughs> originally starting, but I was rounding it back to like, you also are falling into that, unfortunately. I mean, but I'm saying you're not like bad because like everyone does. <laughs> um, as a single tier. <laughs> all that to say is, for having started your business right before we had a kid, right before the pandemic, I'm saying, I think we should be proud of it, even though it's not like, as you maybe envisioned it would be this far down the road. Right. Um, I'm proud of you. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting because I think how we envision our business being, it's like, I think social media doesn't really help with that because everyone's communicating a story of it happening faster than it does. Like a friend of mine, Kristen Sherry, who's been on the podcast a few times, she's an international best-selling author. She's amazing. Well, she just published a new book and she's published oh, several books. Congrats. Well, she just shared a, a, um, uh, snip of an ad she saw that was marketed to book owners, like a social media post that said, um, basically read how I wrote and published my book in 30 days and made 15 K on it and have gotten all these sales from it. And so Kristen basically grabbed a picture of that and posted it and was like, this is total BS. Like you, you will not. And here's the deal. Here's what kind of drives me crazy is like the people who are like, um, I call it toxic positivity. It's like, it's like, well, you're saying it can't happen. And I'm like, no, I'm not saying it can't happen, but it's like that movie. Um, you know, the whole, like, it's the exception, not the rule. What's that chick flick? I'm not sure. Well, it's it's the one where. Um, Sorry. Oh my gosh, we have to watch this, by the way. But I, I feel like we've seen this. Well, it's the one where like the girl goes on a date and he doesn't call her, and then the friends are like, "Well, maybe he's like stuck in a phone booth, mm. or that doesn't make sense. Maybe he's stuck <laughs> like in an elevator, or maybe instead of like going to the simplest answer, and 
And so the what the story, the way the plot develops is like, no, no. Is it he's just not that into you or something like that? Maybe. It could be. And yes. Yeah. But the point being is like, <laughs> does do these things ever happen? Sometimes. Like a friend of mine started a new business and signed Switchfoot, the band, like within like a week and was like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. And I was like, is it, is it kind of, you know, it's kind of like, are you kidding me? But that's the exception. It's not the rule. Mm -hmm. And the point that I'm getting at is like running a business. We often think it's supposed to happen faster than it's yeah. really And it's going good to be optimistic and positive, but having that dose of realism can help encourage others who might be going through the same thing. Right. A waiting game. and Right. And it's interesting that people who've come on the podcast have had so many like million dollar business owners who literally all have the same story, which is for years I worked on my business mm -hmm. and then it, and then eventually built up enough momentum that it became what it is. Um, I don't think I've had one person on the show, which again, like the toxic positivity people would be like, well, you're not, you're not having the right people on. I don't think I've had one person on the show who's been that one hit wonder who's like, yeah, mm -hmm. I started my business and 30 days later, it was a multi-million dollar. Well, and hearing that, it's not bad to hear those stories, but because it can inspire people and it can give you a rush of like, oh my goodness, the possibilities. But mm -hmm. I think majority you hear that and instead of being like, I can be like that, you're like, oh, I'm not that. Yes. Yes. I think social media definitely gives more way to like negative comparison than like taking inspiration. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like my, or maybe I'm just speaking for myself. I feel like my tendency is, um, you know, whenever I read a story like that, I have to fight the temptation to be like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. Why haven't I done that? Rather than like, it's possible I can do it, which I'm sure some people, they do walk away with yeah. that. Yeah. So, Anyway, I guess that does it. <laughs> I saw someone pull up in our front yard and I was like, I hope the dog doesn't start barking. We can yeah. have children again, kids sleeping. Mm -hmm. So, but I don't know, I guess, I guess, where do we take this conversation on our 300, 300th episode? We are, we've already started rolling out advertising for the podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. Which is really exciting. Hmm. Um, I could ask you some questions. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. What has been one of your favorite guests on the show or maybe you don't have to like hmm. do that to make other people feel bad <laughs> but like what type of conversation do you leave feeling like oh so, that was really great yeah i mean i think the kind of conversation i just mentioned of people who come on the show and they have just like a very realistic story mm -hmm. of like the struggle and challenges that they faced like that's very encouraging the other thing that I think has been really sweet about the podcast and the way I've done like guest interviews is like more often than not, I ask someone like, Hey, do you want to come on the show and talk about your business? And nine percent of the time people will say, yeah, of course I'd love to do that. I think one of the sweetest things about the podcast has been having people on who I have no business talking to, mm -hmm. but who came on and not only gave like great advice, but yeah. the integrity of who they are, and who they present themselves as like that integrity is there. Like think about like the kind of the cliche of like the person you, you see like the celebrity person who you meet in like in the movies, they meet them in person. They're like a total, you know, jerk. I think what's been really great is the people who present themselves in a way on social media. And then you meet them and talk to them off camera and you're like, Oh my gosh, this person's really cool. Yeah. Like I think about, um, Jackie Hermes, 
uh, David Breyer, Damon Burton, uh, Zach Messler. I mean, all these people who are incredible business owners. They have an amazing presence on social media. Mm -hmm. um, Jackie is posting entrepreneurship advice every day. Uh, David's posting branding advice every day. And being able to sit down with those people and have a conversation with them. I mean, David gave me his phone number to call him to get advice and never asked like for anything from it. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I just think about these people who are, they are who they pre present themselves as. And so I think that's been, you know, we talk about like cynicism in the world and, you know, all the things you can get negative about. That's been a really cool, like stroke of positivity with the podcast is like, hey, there are people out there who are successful and aren't <laughs> awful people, I guess. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, yeah, just are real. Yeah. Are real. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So. Um, okay. Also, I'm curious. I feel bad. I admit I have not listened to all of Blake's podcasts. I know I should be your number one no, fan. No, no. Well, you were. Them. I mean, I remember like early on, like there were like three downloads on like an episode, like in the first days. And I think you were one and I was probably two on like <laughs> two other devices. So um, you tracked with it for a while. I did. You know? Um, and I still have. Yeah. Any, so I want to say a question, but you might have answered it and your listeners are like, oh, we hear this all the time. So just let me know. But have you ever like told the story of like career wise and education wise, like where you started and kind of how you ended up here? Probably a little Maybe. thread throughout yeah, all of your know. podcasts. I mean, I don't know how interesting, I don't know how much people care. Sure. Like, well, what's your like your life career story not like I, your story i guess i don't know for me well, it's fascinating because i like you <laughs> i think the, the thing where i've brought it up before is how sometimes like changing career paths isn't as clunky as it may seem like when you think about it on paper i went from a biology major to being a school teacher to being like a leadership coach to now being running this business good advice mm -hmm. and a podcaster um there's a couple of somewhat easy to see links like leadership coaching and then running the business, good advice, but like teaching to leadership co coaching is a very weird jump. And, oh, and before that, for all of that camp counselor, kids counselor, right. at where a kids we camp. met. Yeah. <laughs> Scandalous. It's not, I don't know why I made it seem like it was <laughs> we were camp counselors together. He always tells people when they ask where we, how we met and we worked at a summer camp. He's like, I was her counselor. Which does seem weird. I think it's a fun joke, but she never really. And honestly, people don't really seem to like it either when I tell it. So they're like, oh, yeah. So Joy pretty quickly is like, no, we didn't stop saying that. <laughs> but no, I think about like, I think the point of the, the, the meaningfulness behind the story is like, sometimes you pick up skill sets that aren't necessarily related to the job you're doing, but are valuable outside of the job. So like um, being a kids counselor, I learned to find comfort in speaking in front of people because right. at certain points you're standing up in front of 300 kids and you're sharing you're on, something. Yeah. You're on stage, so to speak. And you know, kids will tell you how it is. It can be kind of intimidating. And so yeah. I learned at a young age to be comfortable with that. And long story short, that helped me in teaching helped me with coaching, reading a room, like knowing <coughs> mm -hmm. facilitating. Sorry. That, that was probably really gross. Cause I saw your hair move when I coughed. And so, I mean, that, yeah, <laughs> we're just in the thick of it. <laughs> Nothing faces me like that anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. But yeah, I mean, I think that's been kind of, it's kind of interesting. And I think 
I think it's valuable like in the world of entrepreneurship because sometimes we're like, Oh, what would I even do as entrepreneur? And maybe it's less about like pick, like checking a box in terms of like, which job would I do? And more about like, like typically when someone asks like, what business should I start? I typically say, what is a problem you genuinely feel like you could solve and what are you uniquely gifted or passionate about? Mm -hmm. Um, Cause you know, if you are really great at web design and you want to run, you know, start like a web design business, but you hate being in front of a computer, it's not really going to make much sense. Or if right. you, you know, you have a gifting of landscaping, you know, you can look at a front yard and just see the things that should be changed, but you hate being outside. I wish, well, well not the second thing, but I wish I had an eye for that. <laughs> well, and you know, not that you can't learn, but right. like you probably aren't going to go start a business oh. doing that. Mm, just yep. like I, just like I wouldn't. Cause I have, or I was talking to a guy today about, I'd make a lot of people mad. <laughs> I was talking to a guy who, um, I was telling him that he, he at some point wants to update like his branding, like his logo, his brand colors. And then I very quickly followed it up with, and, and I don't do that by the way. Just because I know that I don't yeah. have that skill set. Um, right. But point being, you know, when those two things ma mesh together really well, you're gifted and you are aware of a problem you can solve. I think that is a like that is a really great potential business idea. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kind of on that note, but kind of not um, like a skill set you have mm -hmm. um, is you are certified in. Am I saying this right? Um, Berkman? Yes. Yeah. I always say a different acronym and it's <laughs> embarrassing. But Berkman. And Berkman's not the acronym. It's the name of the person who created it. Dr. Okay. Berkman. Okay. So MBTI so. is an acronym of yeah. another thing that yeah. you used That's the to young. be able to do. Yeah. I still I still can do it. I just don't typically okay. do it. I think as a listener, mm -hmm. people listening, I maybe there's a small few that like could care less about this type of stuff. But I think most people find these types of niche, these types of things fascinating. Like, mm. oh, like, because it's fun to learn about oneself and how you relate with other people. What is something with like with Berkman that as someone who could literally sit down with someone after having taken the test, mm -hmm. that would be like um, just kind of a fun thing to know. Like, I don't know. What well, I'm, I'm doing a Berkman. <clears throat> I'm doing like a Berkman uh, with a customer next month. Well, also, what is Berkman? Yeah. So Berkman is, um, if you've ever like taken like a personality test at work, it's kind of like that, but it's like an actually like scientifically validated. It's not like astrology. Like oh. you're the, you're the earth element. And this is your birthday. Therefore yeah, you're this. Yeah. This is your but birthday. We don't dog on that. I know some people who are really passionate and I don't want to offend them. I dog on it a little bit. <laughs> I, maybe Joyce says that as the peacemaker, but I, I don't know. I, I, sure whatever you want to call it, this is actually like scientifically validated. Like it's basically the way it's determined is you ask, you answer a ton of questions about like how you see your, how you see the world, how you see your coworkers, how you see certain professions. And then they develop like a profile about your interest and passion in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's nothing beyond that in the sense of like, um, I mean, I can't even think of an example, but well, isn't there also things like when you feel stressed, your yes, tendency is what you need yeah. when you well, because, aren't stressed. Yeah, because you are answering questions about how you respond to things. And so it basically spits it back out to you in a language that you can communicate with. Um, right. But, but point being, you know, this is, I wish this was sponsored by Birkin, but it's right? not. <laughs> it feels like um, I planned this. I did not. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just going to say the cool thing about Berkman though, which is just a great, it's for people who like manage people or have teams is like I just said, it gives you the language of how to communicate. So like one of the interesting insights is like, like I was, remember I was doing this with the team 
And there are just different personalities in the workplace. And what we typically do is we assign like an emotional value to the people we mesh really well with and the people we don't mesh with. And worst case scenario, a boss who doesn't mesh with an employee might subconsciously think that person is less qualified. Oh, I see. When they aren't, they just have very different personalities. It's like, you know, let's say you're a happy-go-lucky uh chatty boss, you come in, you go to everyone's desk. Hey, how are you? What'd you do this weekend? Your first hour, um, which by the way, there's nothing wrong with this. I mean, you're building culture. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But you spend the first hour going around and talking to people. A green person would be like, this is the best boss ever. So you might have a boss who, you might have an employee who really gels with you and you're like, oh, I love that person. They're a great team member. And then you might have someone who is, um, task oriented. Yeah. And not rude, but like aloof, like one more. Oh yeah, it was good. And like no elaboration, like how was your weekend? Good. And they don't ask it back, you know? And so like, you're, you feel like maybe you're kind of like drowning in this conversation. And the worst thing that could happen would be for that boss to walk away and be like, you know what? That employee just really isn't, they're just not a good fit here. Hmm. When maybe, you know, while everyone's gathering around to chat about their weekend, that's the only employee who's actually getting any work done. Um, so you need a good variety of right personalities well the, and the important thing about berkman is it helps you understand those differences so that you realize the power of personality and the okayness with differences in personalities rather than like falling into the trap of i need to surround myself with people who are just like me yeah um which is very tempting in today's culture is you know let me find people who agree with me think the same way as me right you know see everything the way i do it but right you know yeah I think it's fun to take it and compare it with your spouse too, because you can, or the thing that tracks how much you you, um, like with different interests, things mm-hmm. like numbers or, um, social, what am I trying to social say? Social service. Yeah. Social yeah, service, yeah. So it'll give you, um, yeah, it'll give you the areas that you're most interested in and things you like doing. My really. numbers score was one, right? Yes. Or like zero. <laughs> yeah, it's on a scale from one to a hundred, and Joy's numbers score was a zero or a one. Um, so which if you're like me and you run a business and your score for numbers is very low, you need help in the area of, you know, it is logging your yeah, it, it is finances. Something I just thought of is I don't when I work with business owners, I don't do Berkman with them, but I wonder if I should like implement that because it would Even be interesting if it's not Berkman, but something that would help you know yeah. like hey do you get stressed out at the thought of daily logging in your hours or logging right. in um your invoices like to me that's like fall asleep now shut right. my laptop <laughs> do that tomorrow do it tomorrow do it tomorrow and then it never happens right. that's why he helps me well and it's it's a great it's a great piece of advice joy because ultimately Like I was talking to someone the other day who was like, well, why, like, why would I pay someone to do something that I can just do myself? Well, there, there are just things in your business that you're going to do really well and really quickly. And there's gonna be other things that you don't do well and you don't do quickly. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's the magic of why you outsource certain things is because you're trying to maximize Mm -hmm. the time you're spending on things you do do really well. Like Like, what did you just recently uh, add to your, we hired someone for social media. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we have someone, uh, Brianna, who is, um, cutting a bunch of video content for us, putting it together. And, uh, that was a large investment. 
Uh, it will be a large investment year to year. And that's because you weren't like waking up every day passionate about how am I going to look at this content that I have and post right. it now. You, you're able well, to- I'm, I'm passionate about the content, but I'm not passionate about like, let me open the video editor. And then I found myself spending because I'm not fast at it. I'm spending all this time right. cutting content instead of actually growing the business. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that is why I hired someone for it. And maybe if I was doing more full time with like culture connection, I, and I had the funds, I'd probably be like, I'm gonna, yeah, that's somewhere to look at. Like if I were to hire somebody, it'd probably be in the realm of that type of administration of some sort of bookkeeping or something. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You never know where my questions will lead. Yeah. Well, there's great insights and Berkman, if you're listening, you can pay us for (laughs) giving you a shout out. I'll be a representative. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, what's, what is, I'll ask you a question. What is life like with two kiddos? Um, constant. It's, it's a joy. It, it's rewarding and exhausting. Um, it definitely gives me a respect for mothers, um, and fathers. Like anybody who spends a lot of time at home with children you know, you always hear like they worked the mom. Maybe you don't always hear this. What I'm trying to say is uh, even though maybe my work as a language instructor has decreased, I'm still working. Right. So right. like there's still that like physical um, ex- expend like. Yeah, um, you're not like sitting around <clears throat> while the kids like you know, right. Just do whatever. Like well, so, you're working. Yeah. All day so it's, right. it's yeah. Working hasn't stopped in that sense of it. Um, so there's just a lot and, but, but it's also really sweet to just see two little humans that yeah have come from like you and me and just be like, wow, they get it. They're going to be part of my life forever. Right. You know, for better or worse. God willing. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's really dark all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard to navigate working and being a mom. Right. That is difficult. Where do you get like, I know you do like a mom's day on Wednesdays. Like is community the answer for navigating that challenge or like, how do you, how do you navigate? I mean, navigating my work. If I want to never, if navigating my work, work with being a mom. So like, you know, like having the time of day or the mental energy to like put for like, and having the right time with, um, my kids nap schedules, you know, or you with your schedule, like it right. working to where I can pick up a student. That's what I mean as far as that's concerned. But what, what are you asking? Oh, no, I, I was just, just kind of riffing off of what you were saying of like, you know, the whole thing's very challenging. Like, I guess, how do you, do you learn on the job or like, how do you, <laughs> how do you learn to do all this stuff? You know? I oh, mean, yeah. A mixture of a mixture of learning in the moment of being a mom, <laughs> learning in the moment, know. uh, reading. I, I liked to, I liked reading beforehand different things depending on what the topic was and as far as parenting or motherhood um gaining wisdom from mothers you know 
like your own parents, aunts, sisters, family members, friends. Yeah. So community and also just having an outlet of other moms who you can just like feel comfortable with and be Mm -hmm. like, we're all in this together, you know, and asking questions to them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think kids are good teachers too. Books are good teachers and people are good teachers. And a, and a lot of prayer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's definitely not easy. And it kind of makes me think of like the people who have asked, like, do you have any advice? And they're like, no. Oh, yeah. when the other people say that? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, no, I don't. I don't have any One time we were, we were at this little like 4th of July parade and we were like strolling our, our daughter and I was holding our baby to like get to where we were going. And we had to pass by the parking lot of an assisted living facility. Right. Yeah. So there was a lot of elderly people in their little like lawn chairs. Also, I think I hear our baby crying. I think I do too. Um, but anyway, our daughter at one point, we had to like tell her, hey, we're going to get you out of the stroller because we're going to cross the street and it's going to take a while, blah, blah, blah. We're going to, oh, there was no, the end of the sidewalk was happening. Right, and yeah. so we're like, we can't be in the stroller right now. And she was kind of like going to have a meltdown. Right. And so we both looked at she each other. She did have a She, she did started have a meltdown. to have a meltdown. Yeah. We looked at each other and then Blake like looked at this um, woman who was sitting there just like watching, just like just watching us and he goes do you have any advice and she goes honey that was a long time ago (laughs) and we just both laughed and then i picked up my crying daughter and walked (laughs) honey that was a long time ago yeah anyway but yeah you like to ask people that do you have any good advice and i was like that's funny because that's your business name Yeah, about that Mm -hmm. so anyway well since our kid is probably awake and screaming um yeah thank you for taking your break to join me on the show. Of course. I really appreciate it. I know these are sacred times. So thank you for that, honey. I hope I, I don't know. I hope being here was meaningful. Yeah. To hey, someone. It's always, it's always great having you back for, I say having you back. You're always, you're in the same house as me, like, you know, yeah. but no, I mean, 300 episodes. It's, I think the reason I keep having you on is that it's like, it's special to me. Um, cause you know, you think about people who they tell stories of entrepreneurship of like their spouse being like, when are you going to get a real job? And you've just always been like since day one, like, yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Like thick and thin, always so supportive, even when I was in multiple times, very low moments. Yeah. And so it's important to me to have you on the show just because sure. you're my other half yeah. with what we're doing. So and we've seen the good and the bad and the ugly. Yeah. I think there needs to be four words like good, bad, ugly. There needs to be like, and beautiful. Oh, I think you're gonna say like and horrible. No, like <laughs> good, good, beautiful, good, bad, ugly. Yeah, bad, ugly, better, and best. Yeah, I don't know, but mm-hmm. anyway, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If you listen to it long term, thanks for your support. Three hundred episodes, and hopefully many more to come. Mm-hmm. So, all that to say, support the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. You support the podcast. We got advertising on the podcast. You can also check our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Good Advice. Um, and yeah, anyway, thank you guys for listening. That's today's good advice. We'll catch you later.